down to London to speak to a three-star and a one-star general yeah. uh, about um, dual veterans affairs. And that's what's quite annoying is the fact that I weren't able to attend that. Not the fact that I nearly died, but... Uh... So, yeah, it's, it's been a quite a tough couple of months and I had to get re-elected. Uh, so it's only really now I'm getting back on track. Uh, anything planned at all in the future? Yeah, well, I've been I've had some really good meetings lately with uh, Angela Vayner, um, Andrew Weston, Chris Green, um, James Grundy, loads of various MPs. Obviously, Labour's going to get into power next year, and the fact is, if we get me clause in down to Angela Vayner, who's going to be the Deputy Prime Minister. The fact is, when it comes to veterans affairs and influencing veterans affairs going forward then I think it's going to be a, quite a good contact to exploit in the future. Yeah, I was hoping Stuart had joined today, actually, because, I mean, he, he's just had a meeting on Tuesday, I think it was, with Deputy Veterans Minister. Rachel Hopkins. That's it, Rachel, yeah. Rachel, so, yeah, I've got a meeting planned with her. Yeah, um, brilliant. Oh. So it's completely different to Johnny Mercer, completely different. Johnny Mercer's about Johnny Mercer. Johnny yeah. Mercer's... He still see he still carries his rank around with him, sort of thing. He still sees he's an officer, everyone else is enlisted men, but it's only the enlisted men who struggle. It's very rarely because the officer class struggle because they've got an identity, they've got wealth before they join as such, the majority of them. So yeah. they don't fall on hard times, not from council states, they're not from not, not actually rough and ready before they join, and they've got a support infrastructure. Um, so what's established when they leave as well. So for me, it's Johnny Mercer has got a career ahead of him now, politics, and he sees that as a stepping stone and he uses and capitalises in his position as a former uh, Royal Artillery, Royal Marine, uh, Joe Greenberry as such. And that's all he does. But that's just my view on him. I've met him several yeah. times. Um, I think he's, he's quite charming to speak to. He, he sells it, but what's he actually delivering? Yeah. I mean, I've sent him God knows how many emails. I've not had a single reply off one of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But and, and the, other two, the other thing I meant to talk... Have you heard of this VPPP, have you? Yeah, it's a con. Veterans, yeah. places, pathways and people. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I keep seeing it advertised and everything else. I mean, we're supposedly on the list for it as well. But there's no website at all for it. I was doing a search on it the other night. Okay, so it it's issuing grants from um, the Veterans Affairs, I think it is, uh, Covenant Fund. Yeah. Um, and Cobcio and ASDIC, I think, are the leading partners in it. So what you've got now, you've got a closed club of people, and if you look at funding now for any veterans group, you change the goalpost from 12 months to three years, which yeah. means the established groups now who, who are part of Cosmo and ASDIC, they've now got a monopoly on all the funding streams. And so it's, it's a case of they're getting a lot of money. I know that one of them got £740,000 last year in the northwest of England near me, and they don't produce anything, but they're very good at selling themselves. Yeah. And applying for funding. They actually hire professional fund writers and fund bidders to, to get stuff, which is immoral from the start. And for me, the grassroots levels group are actually impacting and having an influence. They've been excluded from this funding. Yeah. 
I mean, we had this conversation last week with Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca, by the way. Um, yeah, we had this conversation last week as well. You know, you've got all these big charities, they're getting all this money, but are they being able to account for them? Because if they were doing what they said on the tin, you wouldn't have all these small charities, CICs and support groups bringing up. Yeah, you're totally right. Have you, have you seen this week what the British Legion are trying to do? No. They're trying to get in contact with the local government association, which is the LGA, if you're not aware, it's kind of like the governing body of local councils. And so on paper, it sounds good that the British Legion are trying to infiltrate politics to influence, but what really they're doing, they're trying to promote themselves through the yeah. LGA. So it's not about challenging local or national government and the current policies in place, because why would you? I think yeah. in the last check, they got £14 million from the national government last year, which was 8% of the Royal British Legion's revenue. So why would you bite the hand that feeds you? So all they're trying to do is promote themselves through local government. Okay. You have a good night last night, Rebecca. Yeah, sorry, you've, I'm, I'm holding my phone, I've, I'm getting a signal, I've only just literally been able to hear anything you've said. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I was drinking a cup of tea at 11 o'clock, I was very good last night. Pete <laughs> I didn't expect you all to be on today, to be honest. Honestly, Pete is well destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> was it sounds messy, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, hi, Paul, I'm Rebecca. So I'm I'm the other half of SOS with with my husband Peter. So services outreach support. I'm just sending Pete the link now, quick. Oh. So how many are joining us, Gary? Well, there was ten registered on the website saying they were joining. So. At least okay. we got one more than last week, so. Well, yeah, that's it. So just me and you, mate. <laughs> I was, I was just a little bit when I posted the link on that other page, and that that guy chipped in about you know, sort it out. Yeah, it's about us all coming together to sort it out. Not you know, that's yeah. that's what we're trying to do, mate. We're all we're all no small CIC's and charities with no money. Yeah, there's no point in the groups shouting and shouting and shouting if we don't know what the veterans want. Exactly. We can only do so much without actually hearing what the veterans reckon working or not working. Yeah, so. that's it. You know, we don't all have we don't all have massive big places where we can house everybody. If we no. did, then happy days. I'd do it all day long. Most of, most of us, most of us do what oh. we do though, Gary, alongside full time jobs. Yeah, I have a good one. After the meeting last week we had, there was, um, it's in your neck of the wood as well, Paul, actually, um, Ed's Homes. Okay. You've lost, lost your voice, Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, Ed, Ed's Homes got in touch with us last week after that meeting, wanted to be on there. Yeah. So I've added them as well, which is good. And they're based in Wigan, I think it is. Never even heard of them. They're only down the road from me. Somebody else Where joining in. 
There he is, Peter. What are you hanging on? Right. Oh, dying, bro. Dying. <laughs> yeah. You're still on mute, Paul. Can't hear you. No, I don't Mike, think Mike, he's on mute. Yeah, he's, he's on mute. No, he's not. What? He's not. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if he joins again. I don't know what happened there. The screen went blank and then he was on mute. Yeah. See if it comes back. Right, how about now? There you go. That's better. I can hear you now. If it's if it go like this, you can't hear me. But if it go like this, you can. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm a local council in Greater Manchester in uh, Wigan. Um, for, okay. This is just uh, Rebecca and Mr. iPhone there. Uh, so it comes up iPhone and, and your name. Sorry about that. I'm no very sarcastic it. and a little bit obnoxious as well. So you'll have to bear that's, with me. Oh, you'll, be well, you'll be well in this club, mate. Um, I also founded the Ex-Forces Union because I think sometimes we're not challenging policy like the Armed Forces Act um, 2021 and the Statue of Guidance 2022. And we're not really, no one's pushing these legally binding obligations that's been passed okay. through government. So for me, um, the local authorities places like the council that I work in, you've got the legally bound to provide services. Um, a prime example is if you look at the Armed Forces Covenant, and I'm very good at reading legislation, is the fact that um, in January this year, there's a bloke in North Yorkshire who was pulling his teeth out ex at Hereford because he was pulling his teeth out with pliers and his wife got in contact with him because he couldn't get a dental appointment. He couldn't register with a dentist. Now, legally, that puts him at a disadvantage as a former service personnel because if he wouldn't have joined the military, he would have had a dental practice and a GP practice from birth as a child. So he joined the military, he came under military guidance, he lost all the rights to his local GP and his local dental uh, practice. He then leaves the military, he can't register because there's not enough dental or GP practices. Hence, is now his wife contacts me and says he's pulling his teeth with pliers. Legally, the local authorities have to provide that under the Armed Forces Act 2021. So he's been failed by his local authority. Okay, but nobody's pushing this at a political spectrum because national government, the way it happens in bills in parliament, they should pass a bill and they expect every local authority to um, implement that. But unless you've got any, somebody who's passionate about this in that local area, then the local authorities, local, local government, the councils, they haven't got a clue what's going on. So I got yeah. in contact with that council. Um, I had a few words and got invested with a, dent uh, a, a dentist because at the end of the day, under the legal, legal obligation to do this with, under, under British law, but they don't know about it. So that's what I basically do. I fight for veterans on a sort of political level. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm an independent councillor. I'm not a part of the major parties. And the only motivating factor is helping other veterans. I'm trying to change how we do things in uh, Veterans UK, the Armed Forces Compensation Scheme. That's not fit for purpose. And I'm also trying to lobby on the transition period for uh, all service pel service personnel try service because for me, it would take six months through behavioural learning conditioning methods to train a civilian into a fighting soldier. Then why is no de-escalation this process when we leave the forces? 
Um, so there's, there's, there's a lot of really passionate things that I'm trying to get involved with at the moment, but rather than offering welfare or support, I'm trying to tackle it from a political angle. Um, and that's what I do with the X-Forces Union, which was set up last November. Brilliant. I mean, that's it. It's, it's, it's individually, it's all holding these local authorities accountable for when they fail, fail to do what they've signed up to do. You know, yeah. I had it before, you know, when I used to phone the council up and say, right, I've got a veteran, he's homeless. You've signed mm -hmm. the Armed Forces Covenant. And I'm, honestly, it, it was brilliant seeing that enshrined in law. Because before that, it was really a slip service. It was something that, that looked good on their website. And you couldn't actually really do too much to hold them accountable before that. But you can now. So in terms of homeless veterans, what they generally say is, where's the last, where's the last um, place you paid council tax to? Because that local authority is accountable. They'll try spinning this yarn. And no, yeah. if you look under legislation, as a former service personnel member, you can be housed anywhere in the United Kingdom, Great Britain and Northern Ireland. You don't necessarily yeah, So you can leave the British Army, you say you're from Manchester, you spend most of your time in London, you can go to Newcastle and say, right, um, I'm part of a, um, what do we call it now? A, uh, a special list of categories for, um, or you get special measures in the council, whether you're an LGBT, whether you're a minority, and veterans court fall into this uh, dual category as well. So you don't necessarily have any local ties to the area. You can get located anywhere you choose as a result of your service. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, this is what I say to people, Gary, don't worry about buying. This is what I say to people on camp. Don't be asked about buying your own house because when, when you leave, you can you can set pretty much pick where you want to settle. But it's only as good as a local authority. Now, I, I remember, yeah. like, I was the welfare officer of the 1st Battalion Irish Guards in uh, Royal Windsor and Maidenhead, and we had a lot of trouble with the council at the time this was 2014, 2015, but they wouldn't house those soldiers who were um, leaving the forces at that time. But now they've got a legal obligation under the Armed Forces Act 2021 to do so. Just in time, mate, a cup of tea, Pete. Oh, I think I need something stronger than Steve, mate. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm getting old now. These mess balls just kill me. <laughs> well, I had I had a really interesting meeting with um, Amanda Marsh from Irwell Mitchell Solicitors last week. Oh, yeah. I saw the email about that. So, so what, what she's willing to do is do an online seminar, if we can get enough people interested, about an hour or so, to educate everybody on her successes and failures working and fighting for veterans who are, who are appealing with the Armed Forces Compensation Scheme. Now, I've got my own views and opinions on this because I've been fighting my claim for the best part of 10 years uh, with my physical injuries that they're still denying. But what I think is really insightful is the fact that failure is sometimes success. Yeah, you can learn by other people's failures. So I think we all come across veterans who've been screwed over in the past 10 years for, by the Armed Forces Compensation Scheme, Gary. And I think if you can get a list of people, I can find out to Amanda and she can do some online training. For us, 
as almost like veterans sort of like leads in our specific areas and fields so that if veterans do come to us or serving personnel for that matter and they've got any claims we can best advise them through this sort of seminar i was going to say can you send me a link of what i'll do because i'll add that to the legal aid side as well on the web page i think we've got about yeah. seven or eight on there at the moment i know pete and rebecca they work with, who's, who's the one you work with pete uh, rebecca Leader. The squadron leader on camp. No, the legal, legal firm. Oh, um, Steele, Alan Steele. Uh, yeah, Alan Steele, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's gone for the, uh, he's gone for the RBL though, isn't he now? Yeah, he's, he's, um. Sold his soul. Sold his soul, his RBL. But, no, he's, he's good still though. Advice, yeah. He's good. Yeah, because I know we're partnering up with Forces Law as well. Yeah. I mean, I had a chat with them last year sometime as well. I mean, they've got a network up and down the country. But I've referred a couple of veterans to Forces Law before, and it takes forever and a day to get reply of them. Mm. I mean, no, that's one of the things you always see on Facebook. You know, I need a lawyer for family or yeah. this and that and everything else. Oh, no, no. Um, Amanda only specialised in the Armed Forces Compensation Scheme, and it's yeah, very insightful. Yeah. That's a good add to, to the legal side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think sometimes you get told, and I mean, I was, I was bad for this when I was a welfare officer for my battalion. When, when you left, and, and you know, you might be a double amputee, triple amputee, you might just be a normal service person or leader. But it always comes to welfare officer, the last person on camp. And I'd give them a card for the British Legion and say, right, thank you for your service. Any problems in the future, you're not the responsible of the UK government anymore. You're not the responsibility of the charitable sector. So if you have any trouble in the future, there you go. And we've got to change this fundamental uh, how, 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 how the relationship between the veteran and the society is. I mean, yeah. I, I went through RBL for my knee, uh, but it took six, seven years, something like that. See, I'm not a fan of the RBL. I'm yeah. not a fan of the RBL, I'm being perfectly honest. I mean, I was represented at my own tribunal a medical tribunal by an RBL representative. The case file was 800 pages. He had eight hours trying that morning. He couldn't read through all that. He had other cases to prepare for. And at the end of the day, he was terrible. He weren't legally qualified. He was a subject matter expert. And mm -hmm. that, that cost me in my medical claim against uh, for services, uh, for, well, services from the injuries that I got sustained in Afghanistan. So, I mean, for me, when you get told, and you, we're, we're all institutionalised in a certain degree, when you get told, right, here's the process, here's what you do, you don't need legal counsel, it's going to cost you money, and the RBL is going to represent you, you trust yeah. in the system, don't you? Yeah. And so many of my friends have been let down by this, and it's just unbelievable. So, for me, I advise everybody, don't make the mistakes that I made, seek legal counsel immediately. Yeah. 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 I'm just never leaving. I'm staying in till I'm dead. Well, I, I was like that, mate, but unfortunately, I have to get medically discharged. Yeah. I was like, hang, I, I would have been that guy who was like clawing at the gates trying to get back in. Yeah, I, 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 well, we're signing guys on now, mate, up to 60. Bloody hell. Because we're desperate. And, and offering a retention bonus of 20 grand to stay in for three years. So, I don't know. Recruitment's at an all-time low. Retention is shocking. That's why they've got these retention bonuses. 
it's um oh is he gone yeah he's gone off again he's probably back in a minute do you need yeah, to try? Back again. Okay. Right. I keep getting booted from this um, this platform. Now, yeah. I had an email through the other day. Um, I said we were using this, and he's offered to pay for Zoom for us. So oh. I said, we'll see how we go on. If it doesn't work out, then I'll take his offer off. Yeah, no, good, Gary. Okay, in terms of recruitment and retention, it must have been, what, about 15, 20 years ago when, when I was on my sergeant's promotion course. I wrote a paper about recruitment and retention. Um, and it got published. I got I got buggered off to a careers office. If you think you're so good at this, then go and go recruit some people. Then, um, <laughs> and it's quite interesting because do, uh, 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 Peter, are you army or RAF? RAF, mate. Yeah, so you're rough as fuck. We get that. Okay, nice one. Um, <laughs> figuratively and literally. So, um, what the arm is quite different because, and I'm going to say this from perspective of somebody who used to run a careers office in Greater Manchester. So somebody walks into the Tri-Service Careers Office, you've got Army, Navy, RAF desks. Somebody walks in there, they're well-dressed, they're in a shirt and tie, and they're presented a clean shave, and you know they're going to the RAF desk. If somebody walks in there, they're a little bit overweight, lacking confidence, you know they're going to the Navy desk. Somebody walks in there, and look like they're going to rob the place. They're from Manchester! Yeah, they're going straight to the Army desk, okay? <laughs> and then there are the three differences in the clientele um that we used to get and we used to laugh about it because we all sat there and be like that no mate you need to go to the rvf desk before they come in to shoot and tie. you know it comes in with a couple of shooters army mate come on, let's go. um and it got a little bit overweight you know walking around just being bummed generally like neighbor but um yeah so it, it is quite interesting when you look at the tri-service dynamic and recruitment and retention and what the issues are and what I couldn't understand as a colour sergeant at the time when I was running the Great Manchester Careers Office was the fact that you'd have uh, flight sergeants and uh, gunners on first name terms. You know, it was all yeah. like it was all like office working conditions where the military was always in the army was always very rigid oh. during that rank structure. So I think what's damaging recruitment and retention now for me is social media. It's the fact that our veterans aren't getting looked after. And good, good welfare of our veterans is recruitment and retention in itself. Because if you went through the twenty years that we all did, ranging from the Northern Islands to Balkans to Iraq and Afghanistan's, and I'm talking about the modern generation, due to the counterinsurgency warfare and how that's not conventional warfare, how it affects the psyche and the darker sides of warfare when you're seeing women and children getting blown up and killed, and the legality of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, which have quite openly been shared through the information age of social media and the internet, um, then everyone questions the services and sacrifice. And in turn, you look at how we got thrown to wolves in 2003 after the war in Iraq. Uh, Tony Blair said, not my decision, military gave me bad intel. And we, we took the brunt of his poor, great political manoeuvre, by the way, you know, no, by Tony Blair. But, and then the generation we've got now of veterans who are struggling with the mental health because of that. So they've gone to war for all the just and the righteous reasons. They've seen the darker side of warfare, the horrors of war um, in Iraq and Afghanistan, 
question the legality of it and their decisions that they've done with just causes and sincerity, and then they come home and then get told they haven't got PTSD, they can't put a claim in with the Armed Forces Compensation Scheme, they can't get a doctor, they can't get a dentist, they can't get access to gyms for rehabilitation purposes, but yet Johnny Mercer's spouting off this is the best place in the world to be a veteran. We haven't even got a dedicated veterans hospital. The bloody French have got a dedicated veterans hospital, yeah. and we all know how good they are at fighting. You know, how do the French salute? We surrender. Uh, but you're joking aside, it's all... It's all political tokenism, and we've got to hold these motherfuckers to account because there's 2 million veterans in this country. Generally, they've got a partner. That's 4 million people from a voting population. And with the biggest movement, with the biggest democratic sort of like um, a grouping with this nation and this strength in unity, but we've got to become unified and we've got to push that sole narrative. You've got to look after armed forces. You've got to look after our veterans. And by by not looking after our veterans, it's detrimental to the maintenance and morale of our serving personnel. There's plenty of help out there. The problem is a lot of the veterans don't know where to go for it. Yeah, But it shouldn't be charities. We've been, been seeing it for the last five, six years on Facebook. You know... You, you get a veteran, it'll shout out, struggling, black dogs arrive, whatever, and he's literally bombarded by bloody comments. RBL, Safa, and this is on a weekend. Yeah. You know, so nine, nine times out of ten, the referrals that they're given aren't even bloody open. Yeah. But this this is the point. It should the Royal British Legion, Safa didn't send us to war, the UK government did. So if these spineless politicians have got the audacity to send us to war, then they better well make sure that the infrastructure is in place and the services look after our veterans on return. And it's a societal problem. If you look at now, Gary, how old are you now, mate? Mate, just turned 57, I think. Or oh, right, you're safe then, you're safe, right? You just passed the 55 age barrier, right? Yeah. Anybody who leaves the military and they can get recalled up to the age of 55. Yeah. So what are you getting in return for that contract with you do three, five, 10, 15, 22, 25 years? It doesn't matter. If we kicks off with um, Russia up to the age of 55, you're getting recalled, boy. So yeah. the question is, what are you getting apart of that social contract for return? Because remember, the first rule of government is protection of the realm. This falls to the men and women of the British Armed Forces because their civil rights, freedom and liberties as a result. So we're giving so much to this country, to the, to the parliamentarians, what are we getting in return? And this is where I think we've got to be unified in that one collective voice. Yeah. And they've been saying that for years as well, you know, together we are stronger and bloody all that crap. <laughs> but then you approach certain groups saying, look, you know, we've got this, uh, you know, would you like to join or you're working? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't want to. No, we've got our own thing going on. And that's the problem. You've got too many things going on that people because of egos and God knows what else, they refuse to work with each other. Yeah. Or you, United, I mean, we, like, United we stand, divided we fall. Yeah, it shouldn't absolutely. have names on the front of it. It's what we can do. This is what we, I was saying, we, we, what we were saying last week, Gary. Yeah. You know, look how many times, how many veterans we've saved by using the vet net, yeah. getting, getting veterans over from Spain within 24 hours because they're in the ship, bringing them home, getting them housed. That was through us all working together. But we didn't all go on Facebook doing a live and arguing amongst ourselves over, well, actually, I did this, you did that. No, well, I did a bit more yeah. than you. It, it should, that's, that's how it should be. It should be getting a job done. Don't matter who's doing it. You're always going to get groups that are financially, the, the ones who don't want to get involved, the ones for me who were profiting off the backs of veterans. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, what I do, I'm all self-funded. Yeah. I don't take yeah, any funds. Same as us. Yeah. If, if anything, it costs me more money. <laughs> it costs me money helping people. We've yeah. we've got our charity vans been set outside now for six for six weeks because we haven't got the eight hundred quid to get it fixed. So we're relying on a neighbour to go to go and pick up all our food donations every week because we're feeding thirty families a week on this camp. Yeah, it's, it's wrong. 30, it, it, 30 that's thirty. That's thirty families that one one or two of the members of that household are serving in the British forces. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Forty-five percent of that, mate, are commissioned officers. Really? Yeah. 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 Bloody hell! Paul, when I try and do anything on when I try and do anything on this camp, when I've asked to put on when we were in a bit of a better financial position, I want to put on a free party for the kids at, at Halloween. I want to do this. I want to run a free mental health course. But have you got a DIO license? Well, if you can get the license, and that costs, that costs. Ten grand a year. Ten grand a year. Oh, and if you can pay the rent for the hall up front for a year, fuck off. Martin, uh, Ian Cameron. Okay. Uh, oh, I only know. I've, been, I've been battling on this camp for three years. I even got. I even got in touch with Lord Dannett. I even emailed him to his personal account and he and yeah. he got in touch with station. I don't care who I have to go to. If I need to make noises, I've I've got no chain of command here. Pete has, not me. Yeah, so I, have, so I don't give a shit who I have to get in touch with. And you're Dave? absolutely right. It's, it's not about being popular, it's about getting a job done and you're yeah. spot on. Yeah. People people need help out there. Yeah. Hey, is it yeah. different for REF camps as it is to army with the intranets they've got? With the what? Intranet. Uh, I think we're all going on to the same sort of thing. We're, we're all on um, uh, ModNet. So. Because I remember it was about two years ago, there was a Navy guy. Um, he was on extended service, but he was going down to Portsmouth or Plymouth, I think it is, yeah. during the week. And he stumbled across the VetNet, fell in love with it, brilliant idea, everything else. Went down to the camp. During the week, went to log on. Not a secure site, can't be used. Yeah, ModNet quite weird, mate. There are, like, I can't use Amazon with my ModNet laptop. Yeah. Um, but we we share we share the Wix app to everybody. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, the easier way of doing it. Um, yeah, I get away with mentioning the BetNet quite a lot on camp. I mentioned my own organisation, and I'm shot out of the water straight away. Yeah. I was in Army of Benson a couple of years back, actually. One of my mates was the squadron leader there, um, Howard Parr. No, I don't know, mate. Sorry. He's an Army of Regiment. regiment. Oh, he's probably doing his five-miler of death, wasn't he? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend this guy is. I'll tell you. He invented it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's dead funny because um, when he, he, I took him into my, when I was still serving, I took him into uh, my sergeant's mess. Yeah. And he, he said, don't tell him I'm RBF regiment. <laughs> so we were having a few beers and he said something pissed me off. <laughs> I seen what came next, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got ripped that five mile of death. Them, guy, them guys, mate, who did that, what a bunch of legends. Yeah. <laughs> so we, had, we, we actually live 
bang opposite the sports pitch. And on um, <laughs> on Thursday, they had the tri-services. They had a shitload of inflatables. Like, literally, you know, the, like, what are they called? The bungee runs. The bungee it. runs and all that. Yeah. And everyone was on camera, like, what's all that? What's that? I said, it's the, it's the entry exam for the RAF range. <laughs> Doing it on the field. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, because we're, we're tri service here, we're joint helicopter force, so we've got army and navy as well. Yeah. And the fucking crayon munchers are here as well. Yeah. So we've got quite a good demographic here. Um, but like I say, like Rebecca was saying there, we, we do feed 30 families every week, and that's, we, we only stumbled a, a, across this um, Oxford food surplus, it's called, and we, we managed to get a contract with them. So yeah. every Friday, they give us a fucking, Eight or nine trays of random food. Okay. Um, without that, I, I tell you now, there'd be a lot of, ca- lot of families on camp that Scandal. were not eating properly. Pete, I'm a local politician um, in, in Greater Manchester, so I'm totally aware of all the food pantries yeah, yeah. and all the food wastage schemes that go out there. And yeah. It's professional couples now, even in, in this day of age. It's not mm. people on universal credit anymore due to the cost mm. of living crisis. And, uh, yeah, it's much needed, but it's an embarrassment and a disgrace that our service personnel, 30 parts a week just in your station. And yeah. you think how many stations, bases, and garrisons there are in the country. Oh. And, yeah. and, and so if, if this isn't just this isn't just specific and bespoke and unique to your station. No, 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 God, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be a, a massive well, every every camp is gonna be suffering the same. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And that, that that's my concern, is is that we do what we do here, but who's doing that elsewhere? Yeah. See, there's a lot of things that... Why, why are you going to want to sign up? Why are you going to want to sign up and sign your life away for your country, for the realm, for what? To struggle. Yeah. When you can go out, when, you know, you can get your qualifications, leave, go out into Sibby Street. Uh, you know, we've got MT drivers who, once they've got their qualifications, jib off and can earn twice as much driving a Tesco lorry. Yeah. Where's the incentive to stay oh, in? My, my equivalent in Civic Street, in the aircraft world, he's earning 160 grand a year for the same qualifications. They won't give me my licence to work aircraft because I will leave. That's their mentality. So we get trained to the same standard, if not above, but we don't get the JAF uh, Part 45 licence. We get military aircraft environment only. Yeah. So, again, you've got no incentives. The, the, the lads, the, the tyre kickers, our AMMs, they're probably earning, what, 20 grand a year in the RAF. The same bloke carrying luggage at Heathrow is getting 70 grand a year. So what we're doing now, we've, we've changed the way we do business now. We're only bringing them in and trying to keep them in for seven years and getting seven years out of them, then rotating for another new lot coming in because they said it was more cost-effective. Rather than keeping people in for a prolonged time, um, you've got yeah. the pension side of it. I mean, I, I'm not going anywhere until they, they fucking prize me out the door, you know. Um, what they don't want to be able to have to pay these pensions, so by giving the kids a seven year contract and not signing them on again, they've got no comeback on that uh end of financial life, if that makes any sense. So it's no. all changed. The whole in, in, in the 26 years I've been doing it, that I've watched the demographic change so much and watched how different it's become. The new pension scheme came in that kicked off, they had to regress that and put us back on the old pension scheme because they didn't give us a voting right, we were just moved across. So yeah, all that legally couldn't do that, yeah. Yeah, so all, all that happened. And the one question I've got, mate, is you mentioned about council tax. I don't pay council tax, I pay Silcot. 
Yes, so contribution in lieu of council tax. tax. Yeah, but that's what you pay. Yeah, but would that be classed as council tax? Yeah, that's yeah because basically the count the council don't pay your don't do your bins or utilities, oh. but you still got to make contribute contribution in lieu of council tax. That's right. what okay. that is. Because yeah, yeah. when you go out of camp, you're still paying for services in that local community. Yeah, yeah. So that's why okay, it pays that's a, reduced, a reduced rate because all your bins get taken by a private contractor. Yeah. You come into camp and then utilities and stuff like that because it's a military camp, it's all private. Yeah, but then yeah. You, you've got to look at the companies, they're all Chinese state owned who've mm. got the companies to maintain service accommodation and SFA as well. So for me, that's almost like political subversion. Like the, yeah, okay. Well, they're giving you such a low standard. Wow. Uh, I should never have done that. Yeah, I'm not joking. We've lived, this is our second house on this camp. And before we moved in, the people that lived here before were told they were getting a new kitchen, new bathroom, new downstairs toilet. We moved in a week later, there's a contractor outside. He's like, oh, when, when did you move out, love? I said, no, I've just moved in. He said, oh, I've come to see what work needs to be done. I'm still waiting. I've been in this house a year now for my new kitchen. My new downstairs toilet, my new bathroom. Video's off as well, back up. Oh, oh it's his battery's going low. Oh, Can you see right. yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's gone to get the charger. But we've yeah. got we've got a hole in the roof in in the bedroom now. I've got four massive big patches of mould on the ceiling. Our downstairs toilet, the ceiling's covered in mould. And this is a new build. Oh yeah, but the, the the cheaper. What I would say there is your um, your damping course isn't working. Um, for a start, I mean, I well, I was welfare officer for my battalion for a couple of years once I got injured, and it was the same. The people who've got these contracts, they're not fit engineers, not fit builders. They did the very same. And I actually do that for a living, working snags yeah. on a new build, and we still mm. see it every day. Yeah. Because well, this just... isn't. This is a hole. In, this is a hole in the roof, <clears throat> and a hole under the bath. But, so, um, as as a local politician, I've got ties. Like, say, I don't know if you heard before, but I had a meeting last month with Angela Vayner, who's a deputy, a deputy uh, shadow deputy prime minister. Or mm -hmm. deputy leader of the Labour Party, and when I think you put your mortgage on Labour Party getting into power next year, um, so as I was saying to Gary before, I've got my claws into her already, so that when she does mm -hmm. get into power, I've got a, a voice in Parliament. Um, yeah. So, any concerns you've got, any raise, any issues you've got, if you you want to fire them to me, I can make sure they get heard. Yeah, no, thank uh, you. And, and... I I work closely, Paul. I work closely, but I know it's only the local parish council. Um, I can't be seconded on um, yet, but I am on all the working groups. So I work as a rep with our local parish council to work my way through. Because um, if you want to be part of the solution, you, you know you've got to get you've got to get your foot in the door. That's why I got involved in local politics. I got so yeah. so annoyed with the issues that we were facing following deaf ears and what I call political tokenism. All yeah. the politicians will come out on Remembrance Sunday, they'll all lay a wreath, get a picture taken and say, I'm, look I'm looking after veterans. No, you're donating to the British Legion, not veterans. Yeah. Remembrance well, Sunday is about the British Legion, it's not about veterans. Yeah, paying £150,000 RBL to rebrand. I could have got my kids to draw that and I'd chucked them a bag of pound Haribos. Yeah, yeah. You're totally right. You're totally right. I mean, I'm disillusioned with the RPL, like a lot of people are. Yeah. The thing, they're outdated, I think. I mean, they were good when they set up, 
But I think that the top tier are so outdated of what's going on these days. You've yeah. got no, no. All the small what branches are good, but they're under tied. You've got you've got a couple of ex major generals there who won two hundred and fifty grand a year, and they haven't got a job just just like ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah. You've got high earners there who do very little. Um, and they're trying to justify themselves by these huge wages. But yeah, again, 150 grand for that logo, what a joke. Yeah. Well, I told you about that, um, you know, the cookbook recipe they brought out. Was it last year or the year before? Yeah. The 100 year thing, or put 100 recipes in there, and it was supposed to be 100 charities getting a two page spread in the book as well. And we got offered this by, is it? James Publishers or something, the guys that actually wrote the book, published it all yep. and everything else. So I said, yeah, I said, we'd love to be in there. I said, um, what do you need off us? Oh, we need 12 grand first off for a two-page spread. And yeah. I said, well, we're a small CIC. I said, we haven't got that funding. If we had that funding, I said, I'm sure I wouldn't spend it on a bloody book. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. if you're a charity or CIC, we, we can do a reduced rate of 8,000 for you. And I said, no, nah. I said, forget it. So they got, so all that money went to RBL, obviously the, the cost of publishing a book, but then he also gave them a cheque for 50000 I think it was. Yeah. Um, if you were in that book, you got an invite to a gala down in London as a VIP to meet all the heads of state and everything else. I mean, God knows what that money cost. Can you I think can only imagine. Yeah. Bloody ridiculous. I mean, all these bloody awards as well. Awards yeah. and dinners and God knows. What's that bloody cost? Yeah. And you've got all these small charities and CICs that are shutting doors. And I mean, the one shut last week, I think it was. Outreach. Outreach. Outreach support. Outside. Is that Kerry? No, that's help a squaddy, that is, Kerry. There's one out outreach support, I think it is. I'm not sure where they are. Uh, the, no, out, I'm sure it's the outpost. That, I'm sure yeah. I've done referrals to them. Yeah, it might have been. We've worked with them in the past before as well. Yeah. But they, they've shut the door after five or six years now. You can't afford mm -hmm. to keep going. Right, I'm going to have to shoot because I've got to make my daughter a tea. Uh, Kerry, yeah. uh, sorry, Kerry, I'll be back. I've sent you an, a, 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 an audio book. Uh, okay, three okay. audio books. I wrote about mental health in the in military a couple of years ago. Uh, so, uh, you, can a, you, can a, you can have a listen to that. But Brilliant. Gary, have a, have a think about uh, if you want Amanda Marshall, Will, Will Mitchell, to give a, a training seminar on the pitfalls of the armed forces compensation scheme. Because yeah. I think all the small groups like and yourself, Rebecca, all yeah, small groups you. like our own who we could benefit from having a better, great understanding of this. Yeah, people asking as well before, you know, where do we go? RBL yeah. are crap, where do we go for it? So if you, if you, if you can put together maybe four or five um, Joe groups, because I don't want yeah. to waste Amanda's time with just two or three groups because she's a busy working Joe solicitor, but yeah. she's generally passionate about veterans. Brilliant. Uh, and um, she's, putting, she's, put, she's always challenging national government as well. But and, if you can maybe get her to put a little info package together or something, send it over. Yeah. And then we'll share it out that way. It's probably the easiest way of doing it. Yeah. So, for example, um, 
the advise you on the alpha and it's from my own experience uh, the advise you not to seek legal counsel and just go through the rbl who are subject matter experts not legally they're legally trained and they're medically trained in, in the armed forces compensation scheme we're not so the claim it's at a disadvantage from the start which i'd argue is illegal under the yeah. Armed Forces Act 2021. And also the medical advisors in writing reports against a veteran, they get paid bonuses for not paying out. Yeah. Which is absolutely immoral. So this is supposed to be, I'll quote Johnny Mercer, the best country in the world to be a veteran in. Oh, uh, when, uh, yeah. So, uh, but yet again, it's that veterans, if you look at sort of our generation, we grew up on a hype of maybe the sort of like the golden generation of the Second World War veterans, where there was a clear right and a clear wrong. It was a just cause. It was a sense, a sense of righteousness and duty. We grew up on all that sort of the, the, the coattails of that, where this generation, now the guys who were struggling, they were different generations. It's, it's almost like the Vietnam era in America, where the, the counterinsurgency warfare was a conventional warfare. And like I say, the darker side of warfare, where there's no, there's no right or wrong. In, the, in this sort of aspect of war fighting. So this generation now that's just past 20 years, they're all broken, yeah. they're disillusioned. And the fact that this is affecting recruitment and retention. Yeah. Because the boys and girls now, where's their Iraq? Where's their Afghanistan? There isn't anything. So they've got no war to fight. They're growing up on these war stories of what we've done in our generation. And then the broken people like myself who've been severely injured in Afghanistan are saying, well, I get £9.50 a week pension from the yeah. government. So, I mean, what's the point of serving if you're not going to get looked after when you come out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's the whole holistic approach for me. The government's got to be accountable for the boys and girls when they come out. But anyway, I'm going to have to shoot. We've got to make my daughter right, take. I'm sorry I've been uh, silent for the past couple of months, but I have been ill. I've had a lot going on. That's right, uh, mate. But anything I can do to help... Um, Rebecca, you can search, search me on uh, social media. Search for Councillor Myth. First name's James Paul Watson. It's on my friend okay. list anyway, Rebecca. Oh. Uh, but hey. go by Paul. It's on okay. my friend list. So. All but right, I'll have a look. Both. And, I yeah, knew, mate. Send us a link. Anything, and anything you can do to your help, you know, yeah. if I don't know the answer, I'll get you the answer. And if I, can, if I don't know the answer, I'll put you in touch with somebody who can help you. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we've been doing these on a weekly basis now anyway, Paul. So, yeah. every free, yeah. just drop in, all right? All right, cheers, buddy. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye. Take care, mate. Take all right, care. see you later. Bye. Bye. Right, guys, I'm checking out. And me as well. All right. All right, I'll see you later. You later. All right, take all right. care. Love to chase you. Speak to you later, mate. Well done. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Well, there you have it. Um, ten were registered to join. Three joined. So, you know, if you want to have your say, come and join us next week. All right. Take care. See you later.